Hello everyone, Ryan Rodriguez here again. Welcome back to Connecting Keel Haulers. Uh, today we are joined by Michael Toriano, a marine transportation graduate from the class of 2019. Michael, thanks for taking time out of your day to join us and uh, share about your experiences at Cal Maritime and then your um, experiences in your career. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan. So Michael currently works at Kirby as an AB tankerman and he's based out of Honolulu where he's been since graduating. So figured we'd kind of start off right there. Um, Michael, now that you've been with Kirby for uh, for over a year, uh, what have you learned in the role, about your role, um, and then kind of how have things changed in the last year in dealing with the pandemic and things like that? Oh, good question. Um, so I'd say that um, my time on my commercial cruises, I worked on a couple tugboats in the Bay, uh, definitely translated over to the job that I have currently. Um, but I definitely learned a lot more um, about the safety management system as well as uh, tanking barges for Kirby specifically and the their standard operating procedures. Um, with regards to um, the way that we've been dealing with the pandemic, it's been interesting because we typically fly out every five weeks um, for a five week hitch and then we come home for five weeks. And I was supposed to crew on the like week after all the lockdowns happened so um the office in honolulu had a lot of uh logistical um stuff to handle to make sure that we were all able to crew on and the the guys that we were relieving weren't um getting stuck at sea which um if you read uh read up on you know any of the maritime publications that's a big problem these days um but yeah so what we typically do is we'll the I, I work opposite of somebody else um, and we would work our schedules out so that if he needed to get off at a certain time you know he would just talk to me and uh, unfortunately we had to switch over to uh, I guess we call it wholesale crew changes so everybody changes out at the same time um, other than that um, we aren't allowed to do any of our grocery shopping um, ourselves so we'll order off of Instacart and we have them deliver it to the boat and, uh, you know, extra safety precautions with, uh, you know, interacting with shoreside staff. And um, besides that, it's it's pretty normal for, for us on the boat. So um, I think it's, I'm very, very fortunate to work in the industry that I do so that I, you know, leave for five weeks and, you know, work life is still pretty, normal i guess yeah yeah no I, th I think that's a big thing a lot of people have learned in this in this time is hoping to keep some of that that sense of normalcy for sure absolutely um, yeah. so like what is as, as ab tankerman what are what are some kind of things you're doing for cadets that want to you know kind of thinking maybe about commercial crews or someone like yourself that worked on a tug for commercial and then getting into that what would you kind of say is like a maybe not a day in the life but just like typical things that you're doing on the on the vessel yeah so um I like to break it up into two parts of the job. There's underway watches and then there's uh, tanking watches. And so whenever we're at the pier, um, I guess I would say primarily when we're at the pier, we're either doing, we're doing cargo. So we're either loading the barge or um, pumping the barge off um, to wherever we're going. And uh, so what we do specifically in Hawaii is we load the barge in Oahu and then we take the fuel on our barge. We load jet fuel, diesel, gas, and uh, um, ethanol. 
and we deliver it to uh, Kauai, um, the Big Island, and Maui. So when we're in port and we're either loading or discharging the barge, um, me and one of the other tankermen are up on the barge. We're overseeing all of the cargo operations, making sure that the pumps are running properly, or uh, you know, if the if we're loading, then making sure that we're topping off tanks when we need to be, and making sure that everything's, um, you know, the stability's maintained how it's supposed to be. And then uh, on the flip side, when we're underway, um, what we would be doing is my my job is as a AB Tankerman is I do engine room rounds and then general housekeeping as well as um, if I feel like it I'm able to cook a meal for somebody if uh, or for the whole crew if feeling uh, generous yeah exactly <laughs> gotcha gotcha um, so now taking it back a little bit more into the past what what initially got you interested in the maritime industry and kind of inspired you to pursue this career path oh boy that's a uh, long story short um, I was sitting in a waiting room with my dad and we, um, he was reading an article about the San Francisco bar pilots. And uh, at that time I was taking sailing camps. And so I already showed a little bit of an interest in the water. And um, he goes, this seems like it would be a cool career to get into. And so he contacted them, uh, the bar pilots and asked them, you know, how would you recommend my son getting into this career? And so, um, basically he said, join, uh, the Sea Scouts. And so I did that and I still volunteer to this day. I've been in the Scouts since eighth grade and then, um, go to the Maritime Academy, which, um, lucky for me living on the, in the Bay area, it was only an hour away from where I grew up. So I was able to go ahead and tour multiple times, kind of get a, a, a good vibe of the place. And, um, yeah, so I guess the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah, yep, exactly. No, the power of uh, of just reading and then kind of starting to ask questions will can get you on your way for sure. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned commercial crews earlier, um, and kind of you know that's a big thing for you know both deckies and engineers. So thinking mm -hmm. back to that, how did you go about kind of deciding what type of vessel um, and or companies that you're interested in sailing with, and then what factors were you considering, and what experiences were you kind of hoping to gain? from uh, your commercial cruise experience? Um, well, I'd say that the, the factors leading up to me choosing my commercial cruise was, um, I wanted to get a little bit of experience sailing on a larger vessel. And so I, I had a little bit of a hybrid uh, commercial cruise, I guess you could call it, because um, I worked tugboats for about half of it. Um, with Foss in the Bay. And then I switched over to a dredge uh, with the Army Corps of Engineers and we dredged the Columbia River for another 50 days. So that's how I, uh, I spent my commercial cruise. And so that the experience on the dredge was able to give me a little bit of a, a taste of the life on a, a larger vessel than, you know, Harbor Tugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, Sorry, what was the second part of the question? Uh, just kind of what going beforehand, what experiences were you looking to try and like be thinking about it, like this is kind of what I want to get out of it without, you know, obviously knowing exactly what you're going to get out of it yet. Yeah, I think uh, grand scheme of things, I just wanted to see what it was like. Um, I mean, I had already gone on my freshman cruise. And so you get a little bit of a taste of what uh, larger vessels are like. And then uh, after my 
uh, freshman cruise, I did an internship on tugboats um, after freshman that summer. Yeah. And so I had a little bit of experience on commercial vessels, but um, tugboats are, you know, a whole different side of the industry compared to dredging or, you know, cargo ships, um, whether it be tankers, container ships, bulkers. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to experience different, uh, different sides of the industry so that I could get a more well-rounded uh, view to what I had in store upon graduation. Gotcha. Gotcha. So actually a couple things that you just mentioned um, is you, so you worked on the Columbia river. So kind of what's that, what's the difference that you saw between working more like inland waters and then being out, out to sea? Um, well, I think uh, the biggest thing just off the top of my head is you don't get a whole lot of swell in inland waters. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, working out in Hawaii, especially during the winter time, it can get a little bit uh, rough. And so um Besides that though, I mean, the crews, every crew that I've worked with luckily has been, uh, we've all gotten along really well and we all work well together. Um, there's something to be said for that because I mean, I could only imagine if uh, you were on a vessel that the crew didn't get along with. Um, it, 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 you, you're all working towards a common goal. And so the easier that everybody makes it on each other, the better. Um, besides that, uh, working out in Hawaii, we're for the most part within, uh, reception of the office, like cell service or within range of cell service. And so we're for the most part able to contact the office, but there are some stints that we aren't, um, in communication with them, um, constant communication with them. And then on the dredge you're, you know, working inland, obviously. So you're in constant communication with them. And uh, yeah, um, other than that, I can't really think of too many like major differences other than, you know, the inherent differences between besides yeah. uh, or between what their, water their missions and, are. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. Gotcha. Um, also, and I think this is going to be probably popping up with, with kind of um, how we've had we didn't have our training crews last semester and, or mm -hmm. last summer. And, you know, students that are now sophomores that still have to complete sea training one and probably aren't gonna be able to complete sea training two this summer and kind of be on that track. Um, you mentioned that you've got um, some work on a tug after your freshman crew. So kind of, how did you go about that? Cause I know students are always looking like, how can I get some extra experience that isn't maybe directly through like commercial crews, training crews and things of that nature. Yeah, um, so I was fortunate in Sea Scouts, my um, friend from Sea Scouts, she was uh, able to help me out and find a, a spot for me um, with FOSS. But I think um, my biggest recommendation is once you, I had to get my MMC before the school recommended or required us to get our MMC. So that was the biggest hurdle. And uh, I would recommend going through Robin Christopher um, if, um she still works that correct she does, yes <laughs> yeah, she, yeah so she still works. i i would say go through robin christopher ask her um you know just talk to her and be like hey this is what i wanted to do um could you help me get my mmc and my twit card prior to um when we're supposed to get it for c training too and um then there's there's tug companies um smaller like 
Westar and uh, Lynn Marine are the two that are off the top of my head um, that you can go apply at. And I know um, people that have kids in the industry uh, that went to the Maritime Academy and then as well as friends of mine uh, while I was going there, they worked at uh, those two companies. And then um, you could also get jobs on dinner boats and all sorts of stuff. So the, the opportunities are out there. You just have to do a little bit of digging and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, stick your nose in the office and, uh, you know, show some face. Yeah, be, be a little bit proactive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely it's not no, going to fall in your lap. Exactly. And, and we always talk about, I think, um, networking and you're mentioning like Sea Scouts and kind of how that that helped you out is mm -hmm. uh, especially in an industry, you know, like sailing is those, those personal connections and stuff like that are a great way to to really help you help you out. Um, absolutely. So thinking still still in college, um, kind of thinking back, what what are some things maybe you might have done differently? Um, that now that you kind of have some experience in the professional world that you're like, I wish I had done this a little bit differently, or maybe not focused as much on this, but focused on something else, anything that uh, kind of comes to mind like that? Yeah, um, off the top of my head, I, I got pretty good grades in uh, Actus and Radar, but I wish that I had paid a little bit more attention in um, those two, just because they are a very large part of, uh, you know, your day-to-day -day jobs as a mate on, on board, you know, all sorts of vessels. Um, you know, those are two like vital pieces of information or uh, uh, technology that we need to utilize while we're at work. And so um, I guess I would recommend anybody that's, you know, in school right now, make sure that you're paying attention to that. Make sure you're taking good notes for that. And um, yeah, I mean, just keep your nose down and get through it. Um, I, I personally had a lot of fun in my time at CMA and, uh, you know, cherish it while you're there. Cause, uh, you know, you'll graduate and you'll be like, oh man, this is the last time I'm going to be with all of my friends from school for a long yep. time, just all, all together. So, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You're actually the second, second alone that we've interviewed to that, uh, specifically mentioned, I wish that I had just paid a little bit more attention to a couple different classes. It's like, you're there and you're just like, oh, I'm just going through and trying to, you know, get the material down to pass the, pass the class and go through. And then you look back on it. And I think a lot of people can attest, attest to that in different, different majors and stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, wishing, you know, I, they say young and dumb sometimes for a reason and, you know, we're enjoying all the other things, but it's like, man, that was actually kind of important. Yeah. Um, now, the other thing that I would mention is, um, Computers are such a big part of our industry these days. Just, um, you know, at work, we use Excel all the time. So I, uh, and I actually had a, a captain when I was a freshman that told me, he's like, you should take an Excel class or try and become as proficient in Excel as possible. Um, I wish that I had done that because <laughs> now I'm trying to play a little bit of catch up on that. Um, so yeah, that would be my other piece of advice is, um, Excel is as a huge part of what I do personally, and so gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would say that's uh, not something we usually hear from from cadets from license track cadets kind of focusing on. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a good good little tidbit. Um, still thinking at, at Cal Maritime, but now maybe kind of outside a little bit of the MT program. How do you feel? Just like other things that go on at Cal Maritime and stuff prepared you uh, for entering the professional world. Okay. Um, Cal Maritime is not always 
fun and games. And I think everybody knows that. Um, I believe it was O week that uh, some of my uh, upperclassmen were like, sometimes you just need to embrace the suck. And, you know, being out in the industry, it's not always fun and games. A lot of times mm -hmm. we do have fun, but you know, other times you're grinding for long, long hours and you're just like, I just want to go to bed, but you need to get the job done. And so um, I think that having to deal with some um, not so ideal situations, you know, whether you're having to wake up early for watch and, you know, you have a weekend watch after a long week of classes or you have a long week of classes after weekend watch, um, you know, you, you kind of, it doesn't become the norm, but it better prepares you for more so what you're going to be experiencing out in the industry. So yeah, that would be my biggest, um, thing that I learned from, gotcha. from my time there. Gotcha. Yeah. Shoot. Even if you're working a dream job, there's still going to be some, uh, crappy parts about it that, oh, that you just, you know, yeah. just got to grind through. No, no job is perfect to where it's just, uh, smooth sailing all the way through so yeah that's called retirement <laughs> exactly exactly then shoot you might get bored and you're like this is the crappy part of that yeah. you know i, I want to do something so yeah. um yeah nothing nothing in life is perfect that's for sure um I, now thinking kind of back to uh getting into kirby so and things a lot of seniors are interested in, like how do i get you know a job in the maritime industry what do i what specifically are, might be things that i need to do so kind of walk us through your steps in kind of your overall search process and getting your job at kirby and kind of the things that you um, learned from that that you could pass on to cadets so full disclosure i would probably not do what i did <laughs> well i mean honestly i i followed all the steps um but my story was as i went and um you know i was at the career fair and i talked to a bunch of recruiters and i emailed the ones that i was interested in working for and i heard back from kirby two months later and they asked me have you found employment yet and i told them nope not yet and they said would you be interested in an interview and they interviewed me and the that was i think thursday before graduation and monday after graduation they offered me a job and a month later i was sailing um so there's two different routes that you can go in the industry though is uh you could go either that i you know would say are the main main choices would be uh, either union or uh, non-union and so um the two two big unions for uh, deck majors are amo and then mmp and so i have uh quite a few friends that sail with those unions and um you know what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to go apply and then uh sit in the union hall and i'm not the best um best person to ask about that just because i'm only getting my information secondhand from mm -hmm. uh what people what my friends tell me um but you know the the best thing that you can do is talk to recruiters and like I said previously about getting a job before in uh, commercial cruise or your sea training too is you you got to put yourself out there or else you know they're going to have no idea who you are the squeaky wheel gets the grease and uh you know make sure that your your resume is polished up um you know I definitely had a lot of help while I was at the academy um making sure that my resume was uh tip top my cover letters were good um, through career services and then um, 
yeah, just make sure that you're sending emails, make sure that you're, you're staying, you know, on, on recruiters radars and uh, yeah, use all the resources at your, at your uh, disposal. Um, and, you know, you'll have a job in no time. Gotcha. Yep. No, networking is, uh, is the name of the game for sure. Absolutely. For sure. People are so much more apt to give, give a job or give, even bring someone in for the process if they actually have some history mm-hmm. with them. So good. Um, now thinking kind of maybe specifically with the application or maybe even more, you know, the interview process, what would be some advice that you would give cadets kind of thinking about that process and stuff? Uh, that's a good one. I would, um, what I did is I looked up like potential resume or uh, not resume interview questions. And, you know, you, you figure out like, okay, how, how would I, uh, how should I respond to these and work out your responses? Because more often than not, they're going to pull from a pool of questions that are pretty general, but then they're also going to ask you specific questions that you're going to have to, you know, fly by the seat of your pants. Um, but um, the other thing was, it's important to ask questions as well in an interview. And uh, it looks very good if you have some good, you know, solid questions for them that, you know, kind of makes them think like, oh, you know, I hadn't thought about that. Or, you know, it, it keeps you fresh in their mind. Like, you know, in a sea of, you know, applications where in interviews that it was just kind of average, and you you asked a couple of really good questions, then um, you know you're you're definitely going to stand out. And um, yeah, that would be that would be my biggest piece of advice: is prepare for your interview. Um, you know, you can rehearse with somebody; that's always good. And then uh, yeah, have some good questions. Yeah, no questions are uh, questions are key. I think staying staying memorable is is a good way when when they're seeing a bunch of new faces and it's like yeah. I just oh this person asked me an interesting question or something I hadn't thought about. That's good advice. Um, now uh, thinking now as you're at at Kirby, um, what are the length of hitches at sea that you have right now and how long is your time off? And then how did you know as as a new mariner and as you're getting into it now, how do you balance those, you know, five weeks at sea, five weeks at home and kind of what was that adjustment period like? Because I would venture it's not really something that you had ever done um, before, not too much. Yeah, I mean, besides uh, my time on my cruises for uh, CMA, the I'd never really been away from home more than, I guess, two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. So I work, uh, I work five weeks on and then five weeks off is my off hitch. And, uh, I'm fortunate enough that Kirby pays for my flights to and from work, which is, um, awesome. Uh, as far as like getting through and, uh, you know, enjoying my hitches, we're lucky enough to have, um, you know, internet service most of the time while we're out there. So that's a big thing. Um, and then uh, as far as like balancing work life, uh, I'm constantly working on projects when I'm home. And so if I'm at work, I'm you know thinking about, okay, what are the things I wanna be doing when I get home and yeah. talking to other friends that uh, you know, they have their projects and everybody, you know, you, you're, you're just making plans for when you get home cause you're trying to, to optimize the amount of time mm-hmm. um, or optimize the time that you are spending at home so you're not wasting any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a little bit hard to adjust back from uh, a watch schedule to like immediately when you get home. So 
I'm, you know, I got home last week, so I'm still kind of adjusting and getting back onto a normal, you know, sleeping what, at what night. normal too. civilians are. are yeah. Like. So, no, no. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's certainly not an industry that's for everyone. And that's why, um, you know, our numbers aren't, aren't super high. I mean, it's not everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's fulfilling for sure. Gotcha. When gotcha. you, when you, when you get off hitch, you're like, all right, well, that was another successful hitch completed mm -hmm. safely. Um, and you know, you get to, you get to, you know, I guess uh, celebrate when you get home because you know you you, yep. you you got a long time at home uh, more often than not, and so uh, you can spend time with friends, family, and uh, a lot more than you know people that work nine to five. Yeah, so, yeah no, I, yeah. I'm not getting any any five week blocks of, uh, mm. of time where I don't have to work, but I also don't have five weeks straight where I am on a job. Yeah. So you know, there's definitely uh, the differences and and taking advantage of of certain certain perks at each job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. um, cool. Well, closing up, you got any closing thoughts or, or pieces of advice that um, you'd, you'd like to pass on to Cal Maritime cadets? Yeah, I'd just say, um, you know, like I said before, enjoy your time at school because um, it's, uh, you know, once you leave, you're not going to have your friends all together, um, you know, unless you have all your off hitches uh at the same time uh make sure you're paying attention in your classes i mean they're they're important um mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot of information that i learned at cma that i'm like oh man like i'm actually using that <laughs> yeah. um that you didn't think about you know in in the moment um and uh yeah reputation is another big thing is uh like this you've touched on it multiple times networking is a big thing in this industry as well as your reputation follows you everywhere mm -hmm. and so um people don't forget easily and so yeah you, you gotta you gotta make sure that you're always looking out for number one and uh make sure you're you're not doing anything uh irresponsible and um just making sure that like if the office were to see this, like how would they, uh, <laughs> exactly. How, how would they feel about it? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, you're, uh, in some way, ways you're always on, on the job and, and got to stay professional. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us. Um, cadets, Michael said, if you want to reach out to him on LinkedIn, um, we'll link that in the, in the bio on the website. Um, but reach out to him if you got questions and Michael, again, thanks for taking some time out of your day for us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Cool.